This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley and the Paladin Financial Team. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here's Paladin Financial Talk. Welcome to Paladin Financial Talk. I am your host today, Ellie Robison with Paladin Financial, and I have our well-adored co-host here with us today, Tony Shore. How are you, Tony? Oh, Ellie, I am so good today. Uh, I'm so good at hurts is what I like oh, to good. say. No, it's great. <laughs> uh, it's great. I've been keeping busy and, uh, you know, it's been getting a little more hot and humid out. I'm just glad we got some rain, but uh, I've been trying to get things done around the house, been busy at work. Um, you know, my daughter is going to college, right? Okay. My youngest yes, is I remember start that. college for the first time uh, next month. She's going to college. And we gave her a great grad party. We Aww. rented out a nice facility. Oh, In good. fact, uh, I believe uh, Nikki and Jeff were there. They mm-hmm. came. That's so it's nice of them to come. But uh, she had a great grad party. We had Acapulco Caterich. All oh. our friends and family were there. Um you know, and we spent some money on it. I mean, we did it right and decorations and everything else. Wasn't too bad. Um, but she raked in the cards, right? And oh, she got yeah, a lot I'm of sure. gifts. That's she got the a lot best of gifts. part of right. having a party like that. <laughs> it is. So when she came uh, a week ago and said, hey, I need to do some shopping. Uh, Mom and dad, can I have your uh, bank check card mm. or and Target card? Because I want to get a microwave for the dorm, my dorm room. And okay. I need some stuff for my dorm room. Uh, and I said, hey. Uh, you got all this money. You have plenty. From, I go. I know what you raked in. Yeah. Yeah. You did got the some, counting together. You did. You, you got a one Visa gift card. You got is easily enough to buy that microwave. Oh. So go ahead and do that. And uh, you raked it in. So uh, that's what that money is for. And her, she kind of looked a little disappointed. She was taken aback. Yeah. I mean, we're helping her out with college, but uh, I think it's good to learn to spend. Your own money. Uh, She's when starting you get to grow it. up. Absolutely. Yeah. This yeah. is the first step right here. She's 18. Uh, might as well start learning what things cost, uh, you know, on her own a little bit more. But she's been good. good. I have to say, she's been good about uh, everything she makes. We've made her put away uh, half into savings. Good. And so she's got savings for college. So that's good. It really does start young when you build that relationship with money. You ah. you take it from your parents and you learn a lot of things um, as you progress in life. And yeah. so I think it sounds like she's on a good track Yeah, based on your mentorship. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I can't take all the credit. Mostly her mom. So that's uh, most mostly my wife, Sarah. But um, tell us what we have for the show today. Yeah, absolutely. So we're continuing on our lifestyle series this summer where this month of July we're focusing on just relationships in general. And so that's what we're focusing on. Last week, Jeff Quick, he talked about friendships and nurturing those. Yep. And then the week before that, Jeff Foley and his wife, Nikki, I think they they went into their 
coupled relationship and how they navigate life together. And so yeah. without getting too intimate, I guess. Yeah, yeah. couples. They talk <laughs> yeah, about couples' yeah. relationships. Yes. And they're, they're a great couple to do it. Of course, I said, now I read uh, things you should never do to be a successful couple and have a happy marriage. And number one, work together. Should never do that. Yeah, and that's exactly what they do. <laughs> I just, I was teasing them. I had to bring that they up. They are such a good team. So They are, it, and they've done that for years yes. and years. So, uh, so for some people, it really works. And for them, they're kind of the exception to the rule there. Yes, they are. I agree. So when Nikki first asked me to expand on the conversation about relationships on this podcast, I really had to rack my brain because I do not feel like I am an expert in this field by any means. Like I am still evolving on my own, but there is one topic that I can use to broaden the conversation and that's talking about the five love languages. And this is something that you can use to help strengthen friendships, relationships, and even your coworkers and the team dynamic that you have at work. So Tony, have you heard of love languages at all? I have heard of, quote, the five love languages, okay. but could I name them right now? No. <laughs> Do I know what they are? Maybe. I don't know what my wife would say if you asked her. Does Tony know the five love languages? I bet she could rattle them off for you. That's. I mean, I'm so happy that we're talking about this today because although it's not a new concept, not a lot of people are familiar with it. That's true. Yeah. So it was introduced in 1992 through a book published by a pastor, Gary Chapman, and the title was The Five Love Languages, How to Receive and Express Love. So Gary's philosophy explains that everybody has a primary language and a secondary language of expressing care. And so the five love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. So although this was initially intended for romantic relationships more so, um, take note that this extends beyond romance. And I'll give some examples. So are you ready to dive in, Tony? I am, but I want to first clarify because I used to live in Nashville and do radio promotions for artists, and I was Amy Grant's radio promoter. Okay. And at that time, she was married to Gary Chapman, who's on his own a fairly well-known songwriter and artist. However, I want to note for our listeners, this is not Not that Gary Chapman. And trust me, me, Gary Chapman in Nashville is not writing a book on love languages. Oh, boy. I don't think he's an expert in that field. But I just wanted to clarify, and if you looked at their pictures, if you Google Gary Chapman, you're going to get those two, one and two, artist and author. Just don't flip them around. (laughs) This is the the author. So, yep. What are the five love languages? Okay, so number one, words of affirmation. Let's start with that one. So here at Paladin, we all took love language quizzes customized for a professional setting. We did this a couple months ago, actually. And about half of our office had words of affirmation as their primary love language. This simply means that these kind of people need to hear compliments and verbal acknowledgement of their hard work in order to feel valued. I think you're doing a great job, Ellie. Oh, thank you, Tony. You too. (laughs) (laughs) And so, okay, so let me expand on this. Like, this is something that I don't personally relate to. Personally, words don't do anything for me. Oh, so that was... Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. No, that's okay. Which basically means that I oftentimes forget that other people 
people need to hear positive reinforcement. So that's something that I proactively have to think about when I am building my relationships with the people around me. So one way of recognizing that this might be someone's primary love language is just to pay attention if they like to give a lot of compliments and positive reinforcement because usually people will just expose how they like to receive love by also giving in that same language. Not always, but I think it's just a rule of thumb. Yeah, so. that would be mine. I'm sure if I took that quiz. A I lot lo- of people are I love to give affirmation. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, I love to give people a hard time, too. I mean, <laughs> You're like just a Jeff, talker. You're a talker. Like Jeff Quick. Uh, I love to give him a hard time, but I also like to compliment him He once can in a take while. it, though. Yeah, he can take it. <laughs> So that's what that one is. Second, we can dive into quality time. And so it's exactly what it sounds like. It's the time that you spend with an individual. And this is something that I value more so in friendships. So it doesn't matter the duration of time spent together. It's the act of intentionally setting aside that time and just following through on plans and fully being present in the moment. It doesn't matter if your plans are just having a beer in your garage with a buddy. Showing up is half the battle of maintaining friendships. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I like the part of being present in the moment. Mm -hmm. You're saying I actually have to listen. Yeah, I think so, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and that's another reason why making intentional date nights with your significant other as well is very important. Like as time progresses, like it's very easy to drop the ball on setting that time aside. But if that is your spouse's or significant other's love language, making that effort is very important. Yeah, it really is. Mm -hmm. And and I've found that. I mean, I've, uh, my wife and I have been married 28 years this year. It's a long time. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, we've been married 28 years, 10 years happily. Uh, I always say no. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> but, uh, Good joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was uh, my dad. Uh, he it, at his fiftieth wedding anniversary. My mom and dad's fiftieth. My dad said, uh, 50 years of marriage." 10 years of marital bliss. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, going off of that, though, since we're talking about love languages, I do think your love language can fluctuate over time. Oh, like, well, as sure. As you progress your relationship with certain people and as you just grow in life, different decades, you just sure. might value something more. So That's true. Just, That's true. But quality time, I, I like that. And, a, and mm-hmm. I like, uh, I think, actually, uh, listening is a love language. It really is. Yeah, on its own. Mm-hmm. It could be its own. You could have six. Yeah, we could. But we could quality like... time is kind of, it's incorporated yeah. in there, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, so third, gifts. So gift giving. I feel like this is an easy one. Um, you can make someone's day by giving a spontaneous present. I have a higher level of admiration for people who give good gifts because it does take a certain level of detail orientation. Yeah. And my tip is to, take mental notes of when someone says that they enjoy something or they like something that you know that they won't get for themselves. Sure. It can be so much fun to turn it into a surprise for that person that you care about. Wow. And though you'll have to pay attention to what that individual values deep down. So it could be experiencing concerts or baseball games or working out food or cocktails, just find their passions and use it. Right. I have a funny one about this one. Um, uh, find, you know, you have to pay attention to what that individual values is what you said. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's funny because our neighbors who are good friends of ours have a 23 year old son uh, and he still lives at home. Um, uh, he's a great kid, but he has a very serious girlfriend. They've been dating for two years 
And for her, he's really into skateboarding, right? Okay. And for her birthday, or their anniversary, I think it was her birthday, he got her a skateboard. Oh. And uh, and I'm like, so does she skateboard? And his dad's standing there shaking his head. No. Nope. And, and uh, he, he's like, no. His dad jumps in. No, she doesn't. Yikes. And I'm like, oh, Jack, we need to have a talk, right? That's a good learning experience for him, though. So he'll uh, but figure he it out. Said, but, but it turns out he had their picture, like, put on the, the back of the, on the bottom of the skateboard for her to oh. hang on. It's for her to hang on okay. their wall. So and it's decor. A picture of them. So he, he's pawning it off as an excuse like that, okay. but it's like. Sometimes guys are guilty Aww. of that. You she know? put effort into it. Yeah. I like the idea of putting a picture like on the back side of it, yeah. knowing that she won't be using it. Like <laughs> I, that's cute. It's a cute idea. <laughs> I just got a kick out of that. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. So you gave her a skateboard, but she doesn't skateboard. What's <laughs> what's number four? So number four, acts of service. Now this one is interpreted as a helping behavior to help lessen workloads. I personally grew up in a household of this type of love language, so it comes easiest and most natural for me without even thinking twice. And taking action can mean running errands for another person, booking a reservation for them, or acting like an Uber driver for the people that you oh, care about. Oh, this is about. good to know about you. Oh, absolutely. Oh, those are the things that you like? That oh, is, okay. I will allow you to do those I'm things like, for me, Ellie. In all areas <laughs> of my relationships, doesn't matter if you're a friend or a coworker, this is my primary love language. Language, the more you know. <laughs> yeah, if I need some caffeine while I'm recording, I'll I know I'll know. I'll I can grab one for you, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we all live busy lives, so giving one last thing for someone to worry about it just it can mean the world to someone. That so. is so true, and I think that's probably you know the the third and fourth are really similar. I mean, some mm-hmm. people say physical gifts. We were talking about. Uh, or, you know, buying tickets for a concert or a movie or a baseball game and taking uh, your significant other or a friend to that as, as your love language. But acts of service, I think that is a gift, and that's a better gift because you're giving of yourself yes. more. Yes. It's not just money. It, it, the other is just like, I spent money on you. Uh, now, if it's something you're spending time as well, like a baseball game, that's good. But I love acts of service, and I never really thought about that. I did not know that was one of the love languages. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Uh, I like that point. Uh, you know, everybody's busy, and helping somebody have le- one less thing to worry about is huge, especially in this day and age. Yeah, I think. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So last um, language is physical touch. <laughs> Again, this doesn't have to relate just to intimate relationships. Friends need hugs too. Yep. Okay. Yep. And Jeff Foley is huge on giving high fives and knocks in yep. the office. Fist bumps. Yes, exactly. And yep. although he claims it's not his primary love language, I, I, his actions say differently. Like yep. we give him so much crap about it. It's like, no, you, you like giving high fives. Yep. And I, I had a friend in college she would always touch my arm every time that we were dying laughing at something. (laughs) And it was a habit that I eventually noticed and I intentionally picked up because that small touch really made me feel more connected to her as we progressed our relationship together, our our friendship together. And so even though it was the tiniest gesture, it was something that I did notice at the end of the day and and took it in my own um, way and started using it in my own relationships, friendships. I think Mm -hmm. that's great. Yeah, so although this one can be a fine line um, where people don't always like to be touched, you yeah. do need to, you know, 
be mindful of people's bubbles and make sure that you build some type of relationship with them first before you start. <laughs> yes, you have to really know a person yes. before that yes. happens. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, wow. Uh, we went through all five love languages, and that wasn't nearly as painful as I thought it would be when you told me the topic for yeah, today. Yeah, no, it was a little girly. Uh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> Um, uh, I, and I, you said, uh, that uh, you guys in the office there at Paladin Financial took the love language test. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that wasn't Jeff Foley that had you take that. It was probably Nikki. It was definitely Nikki Foley. That was all <laughs> yeah. her idea. Yeah, of course. Uh, no, that's great. I think that's fun that you did it. And I like that Nikki forces people to get outside their comfort zone sometimes and then you realize hey this isn't so bad this is good to learn about each other and understand yes Uh, i think that's fantastic and for our listeners too take that love language test and figure it out and people might be thinking why are we talking about this on a financial show Uh, but relationships uh, a lot of what we talk about here is retirement and relationships in retirement and leading up to retirement are such an important part of it. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's I think that's huge. Well, uh, what do we what do we have coming up? Well, tune in next week because Nikki, she is going to bring on a special guest who is a licensed psychologist and oh, wow. they are going to dive even deeper into the psychology side of relationships. So Uh-oh. it should be a phenomenal. Yeah, I might uh, have to sit show. that one out. I don't want to be. <laughs> It'll be a good learning experience for you, Tony. The, those two analyzing me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, Listeners, please give us any feedback on any topics that you might be interested in learning more about. I hope to do a show someday and dive deeper on the psychology side of money and the relationship you might have with money um, going forward in life. And so shoot us an email if you have any ideas, info at financialpaladin.com. Or if you feel ready to sit down and have a complimentary consultation with us, you can give us a call at 651-842-8406 to schedule. All right. That sounds great. Allie, great show. Uh, You put together uh, a very interesting topic, and I hope our (laughs) listeners enjoyed it. Uh, That does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our host today, Ellie Robison. Thanks, Tony. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or enforced by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.